This is Willy Lantigua, and you are listening to the Paying Attention. Listen carefully, sir. Prestando Atención, the radio program with Tom Dugan, the chief. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention when you were just talking to me. Do you think that she could repeat the Willie Lantigua is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. There's no question about that at all. When he was on... Is it... Kabafi? Kabafi. Kabafi's show? African Diaspora. Can you pull me up just a little bit? I don't know how I went down. Um, when he was on and he said, why do they write about Willie? Because he sells newspapers. And I was like, well, he's right about that. Yeah. For sure. I really got nothing today. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. I forget who I stole that off of, but I did steal that from somewhere. I feel like I, I can't recall where I've heard it, but I've definitely heard it somewhere. A lot of hate mail this week, which was good. Oh, really? Yeah. When I go a week and I only have like 10 or 11 pieces of hate mail, I get depressed. Yeah. Like when like they I'm start coming in 25, job. 30 at a time, then I know I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I can't even do the papa pause today. I'm going to try, though. <clears throat> Why can't you papa? My voice is just gone. Papa, oh. papa. Not bad, not bad. I figured my voice would totally give out. You got it. Should probably pull up my sponsors, too, right? Probably a good idea. Happening? Are you having technical difficulties? Yeah, I'm, I got nothing to my left ear, but that's all right. I can. I'm a pro. I can just get through it. Getting better. Getting a little better anyway. I'm a professional. You are. I your agree. problem. And by the way, if you ever want to promote any of your gigs on my show, please feel free. Hey, we're doing one this weekend. Where? Where are you going to be? We got Apollo's Vineyard in uh, Derry. Okay. It's a big open jam session with me and a bunch of my musician friends. Awesome. Um, Everybody come down. Yeah, three to eight at Apollo's Vineyard. It's uh, open to the public, and we're just all going to be jamming out together. It's going to be organic. Excellent. So douchey, but it is. We're all just going to sing together and... Hey, Melvin Taylor, come down yeah, and Yeah, Mel us. should come, come see, on, right? Mel. Absolutely. It's not like we don't give him a lot of free, right. free credit on the show. Hi, how you guys doing? Wait, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait Whoa. for it. Wait for it. Bet you guys didn't know there was a little, little I ending there. Didn't. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, you feel like radar. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, top two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 
Podcast Cafe. Uh, we've got a, a, a great show for you today, and uh, we're actually going to have a really good show next week, but I can't tell you who it is. Ooh, I, can't announce, I can't announce who's coming on next Thursday, because if I do now... He'll get so many phone calls between now and Thursday oh. telling him not to come on the show that he won't, he'll probably end up not coming on the show. Okay. So I'm probably going to announce it maybe on – I was planning on doing it today, and the more I thought about it on my way here, I said, you know, maybe that. that's just a bad idea. You know, but we want people to tune in – we want people to know before the show who's going to be here of because course. then they'll want to tune in, right? But we don't want to give the haters that much time to talk them out of it. So we're going to have a special guest here next week. Whew. Never thought I'd see it, but he's going to be here. Um, we've got a great show for you this week. And before we start, I want to thank some of our sponsors, Matt McLennan and Janet McLennan and Sam and everybody over at McLennan Real Estate in um, Methuen Century 21, AFC Urgent Care. We've got to get Lisa back on the show. She's been so busy, and um, she calls me like once or twice a week, and every conversation kind of goes like this. Hey, Tom, I really wanted to talk to you about, oh, hold on a second, I got another call. <laughs> and then like an hour later, she'll call me, and then I've got another call that I've got to take. And so we do leave these half sentences on the phone for a while. <laughs> for a um, so we're going to try and get her, because we're both so busy. Marsan and Sun Construction, love Ronnie Marsan. I really, really wish he'd run against Steve Saber this year. I think he could have beat him. Uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get, not only am I going to get uh, my tortellini today at Borelli's, but um, I had a friend who went there last week and said that they have, and I think she said veal. She might have said chicken cutlet, but I think she said veal cutlet subs. And she said, oh my God, I go to a restaurant and I get veal cutlet, and it's good. It's restaurant, right? So you expect yeah. it to be good. We went to Borelli's. It was better than Restaurant Ville Cutlet. It was like great. So I don't know what he marinates it in, but I'm going to try that on on my way home uh, after the show. Tomo and Happy Crab. We were at Happy Crab last week, and we were there for so long. We had such a good time that we decided to go across the street to the bar at at, at, at Tomo's. And we were there for like three hours, and we got hungry again. So we ended up eating at Happy Crab. And then went across the street and ended up eating at Tomo's because the food is so good. Clear Path for Veterans New England. We want to have those guys on. they, They do great work for homeless veterans, veterans that need um, uh, services and programs. They also train service dogs for uh, veterans that have PTSD. We'll have them back again. Pleasant Valley Landscaping, our good friend Dave Id Consoli, <laughs> and the Greater Lawrence Technical School. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking about, uh, about them very shortly. So I got a couple of things I want to get to before we bring in Matt McLennan. Matt's going to be here from Century 21 because, A, well, he's a sponsor. So when someone's a sponsor, we try and get him on the show as much as we can. But B, there was a story that I posted about a week or so ago about how the real estate market is changing. And I figure if if it's true, we need to get Matt on to talk about it. And if it's not true, then we need to get Matt to talk about it. Want to talk yeah. about it. So, uh, so we're going to have Matt's going to be zooming in probably in about 10 or 15 minutes. I have a couple things I want to talk about. The Valley Patriot is on the streets. And uh, they are being delivered as we speak, hot off the presses. The headline, Lantigua endorses Kendry's Vasquez. Oh. And uh, we, we, we caused quite a bit of problems with this headline because uh, I did make one mistake within the story. I love doing this. And I, I don't even mind saying it publicly because people are so dumb they'll do it anyway, even though I told them, <laughs> even though I, told them I do stuff like this on purpose. Right. Right? So uh, I love when like we get one little one – little, um, fact in a story that's that's wrong or incorrect that we flip something, right? Yeah. 
And then people can go, this story is completely wrong. It's all fake. It's fake news because you said he endorsed him at the Attica nightclub, and that was Dan Rivera who did that. And I went, yeah, but that doesn't mean he didn't endorse him. He actually did endorse him. I just yeah. got the venue wrong. Yeah. Um, so we got the venue wrong. We said he endorsed him at, at Attica in Lawrence. And that was Dan Rivera who endorsed Kendris Vasquez at Attica in Lawrence. But Willie endorsed him via um, WhatsApp text message to all of his supporters. He keeps a big database of all the people that have ever supported him. Mm-hmm. And he sent out a, 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 a group text slash email, whatever you want to call WhatsApp, um, saying in Spanish, in Spanish only, by the way, please, please uh, vote for Kendris Vasquez. I'm supporting him for mayor. So those of you who are calling me saying it's fake news, it didn't happen, it's not real. You know, actually it is real. Yeah. Kendris Vasquez was endorsed by Willie Lantigua and Dan Rivera, who I ran into the other day at the Captain, uh, I'm, I call him Captain McNamara, now Chief McNamara is swearing in in Methuen as the new police chief. And I went over to Dan and I said, hey, Dan, you've been spent, you spent your whole life being on the opposite side of Willie Lantigua trying to fight the Lantigua machine. What's it like being on the same side now? <laughs> and he didn't like that at all. He, he, that, was not, that, was not, that was not the right thing to say at the right time. Uh, I think he said something like, nobody reads your paper anyway or something, oh. like, something like that. And I was like, ooh, I think I got a nerve. Yeah, I think I got, I, think like I got a nerve. <laughs> but you know what? Like, look, I, I, I've always liked Dan Rivera as a person. But as a politician, he just put his head up his ass like at, at the beginning of his second term. And now he just thinks he's better than everybody else. And he get this job working for the re- Republican governor, um, Charlie Baker, which to me I like because I'm conservative, but people in Lawrence hate Republicans. They hate them. So I made sure that I put Republican governor. Dan Rivera endorsed, <laughs> endorsed Kendris, and he took a job with the Republican governor and left the city to, to work for the Republican governor um, because that's what he did, right? right. I mean, I, I can't help that. Um, in, in Lawrence, you know, it, you wait five seconds and everything changes. And I came in two weeks ago and said, I think at this point, maybe Brian's the front runner. Mm. Uh, right now, Kendris Vasquez is just walking away with it. Wow. Right now, he's got so much momentum, it's ridiculous. And um, again, that's as of today. Now, you're going to remember, we're giving you a snapshot in time. We're not, I'm not telling you this is how it's going to end up at the end of the election because by tomorrow, something else could happen and completely flip that, and Brian could have like a ton of momentum moving forward. Yeah. So I'm just trying to give you a snapshot of what's going on. I did something in this edition of the Valley Patriot that I, have, I don't think I've ever done. I think we've. I think maybe twice, maybe once or twice in um, in Valley Patriot history, the newspaper has endorsed candidates. But I don't think I've ever endorsed a candidate like publicly in the paper. Mm-hmm. I think maybe once or twice I said, "Well, this guy's my friend. Please throw him a vote." Um, but I, I started thinking about it this week. You know, all these politicians in Methuen that love to trash me. You know, I give them legitimacy and credibility by talking about them, even if I'm saying bad things. It's getting, giving them name recognition. It's pushing their name out. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, if, they're gonna, if, they're gonna tr- if they don't want to be talked about in the Valley Patriot because I have no credibility and I'm a bad person and I kick puppies on Sundays and all that stuff, then maybe I should steer into the skid. That's always like my go-to now. Let's just steer yeah. into the skid. You know what? They're right. They run around telling people, you only, you only help candidates that buy ads in your paper. And I'm like, you can go back 18 years and see how not true that is. But you know what? If they're going to keep saying it anyway then I always should be getting the benefit of, of what, they're, what they're lying about. Yeah. So I said, you know what I'm going to do this year? This year I'm going to do my notebook item and I'm going to endorse the people who have been good to the Valley Patriot. 
I'm going to do what they accuse me of doing that I've never done, and we'll see how much they like it. And the other thing I'm going to do is I'm not going to mention one flipping candidate in Methuen's name unless they've bought an ad or participated on this show. So we wrote a big story about Joyce Campagnon, who's running for city council at large in Methuen. I said when she was here, please throw her a bullet vote. That, that upset one of her opponents. And I told that opponent, had you come on the show, I would have done the same thing for you. I said, hey, the, throw the kid a bullet vote. But now I think, I'm, now, now I mean it, right? Now I wasn't yeah. just saying it for platitudes, now I mean it. Throw Joyce Campagnon a bullet vote in the at-large race. She is accessible to the public, and she doesn't just talk to members of the press, reporters, pundits, whatever, who are going to shower her with love. She doesn't just come on. She knows I'm going to ask tough questions. Yeah. We disagree on a lot of stuff, but she's not one of these other Methuen politicians whose names will remain nameless, who will only come on if you say nice things. They're only only if, you're, if you agree to be their PR agent, they'll come on the show and they'll buy an ad. But if you criticize them for anything they do, it's like, oh, I'm not going to advertise with you. Well, good. I don't need your money. Keep your money. And in the last edition of the Valley Patriot before the Methuen election, I will promote Mike Downs because he bought advertising and he came on the show and he made himself accessible to you. See, it's not about me. It's about the people who follow this show. It's about the people who read my newspaper. And if the elected officials want to snub you guys because they don't like me, well, then fine. I'm only going to give the ink to the candidates. I'm going to, I'm going to be what they say I, that I am for the last 15, eight, 18 years. So, um, so Joyce Campagnon, please throw a bullet vote. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, I, I think nobody's going to beat Jessica. Um, she's okay. got a big base of support with the seniors and the veterans. Nick DiZoglio... Nick DiZoglio is not going to lose in that election. His name is DiZoglio. And if you went into a McDonald's and shot 15 people, he's still going to win because his name is DiZoglio, and that's a legacy name in Methuen. And then you've got DJ Beauregard and Joyce Campagnon, and I say go with Joyce Campagnon. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. I say. In fact, a bullet vote means when you go in, it says you can vote for three. Don't vote for three. Just vote for one. That's like giving that, that person three votes because you're yeah. taking two votes away from people that could beat her. So I say, throw Joyce Campagnon a bullet vote. I didn't mean it when she was here, but I mean it now. So um, I, I, I did endorse her, and I also endorsed a couple of Lawrence candidates. Uh, my good friend Brian DePina, mm-hmm. who has been very, very good to us. And he's been a very good friend, too. And uh, I don't just endorse people because they're my friends. Quite frankly, Tennis Lilly is my friend, but he's a communist. I'd never endorse him for anything, yeah. even though he's my friend. Um, uh, we also um, went through some of the other Lawrence races. Anna Levy, love Anna Levy. She's a at-large city councilor in Lawrence. Rich Russell, who is a Vietnam veteran, a hero Vietnam veteran, and works for the Valley Patriot and knows the issues and cares about his community. Um, and I think I also threw a, uh, a, free, um, a free endorsement to Stephanie Infante. And I know that pissed off a lot of my friends because a lot of my friends are with the other guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stephanie came on the show. She called us. She wanted to promote the Greater Lawrence Technical School and what they're doing. She never once mentioned she was running for office. Nope. She never once called me and told me she was running for office. In fact, I didn't know she was running for District E City Council in Lawrence until election night when I started getting all the printouts of who won and who lost. Right? So she yeah. wasn't here to, like, uh, to like, you know, take advantage of the fact that I had a forum so she could get her name out there. She was like here for legitimate reasons and never even mentioned on or off the air that she was running for office. Yeah. And, and I admire that a little bit. That, that shows that she's not one of these sleazy politicians that just uses people, um, as we have in Methuen. Um, and I'm trying to think of who – oh, and Jaina Zani-Pashi, if you're voting for school committee, uh, everybody in the school committee race uh, is going to win anyway. 
So no matter who you vote for, they're all going to win. But it would be nice to see Jaina Zani Pesci and Luan Santos at the top of that ticket. I would like to see that because they work hard. Uh, they don't play games. Uh, they don't attack people from the table. And they're also not like some of the others on that committee. Like, um, I don't, don't want to mention any names. I don't want to make it negative. But th- they also don't sit there and try and figure out ways to cover things up that's going on in the administration. So Matt looks like he's sideways, and that would be a really interesting interview. He's fixing it. Oh, he is fixing it. I'm All right, very, with him. very good. All right, a couple, a couple real quick things because I know we've got Matt here. Um, Chief uh, Scott McNamara, captain from the Lawrence Police Department, was inaugurated. I'm going to say it was yesterday, but it could have been the day before because I don't sleep, so I can't remember what day it was. But I think it was yesterday morning. We were at the uh, Irish Cottage, which I encourage everybody to go to. They have great food. Uh, and he was sworn in, and it was very interesting to see all the Lawrence guys there to support him and all the Methuen guys. Of course, they have to be there because it's their department, but the Lawrence guys didn't have to come. If he wasn't well-liked in the Lawrence Police Department, you wouldn't have like 30 Lawrence cops there to support him. And they were there, and, and, uh, and that was a good show of, uh, of support for Mac. I think Scott McNamara is going to be a great chief, and one of the reasons I think he's going to be a great chief is because unlike the kiss asses in some of the kiss asses in the Methuen PD who are, you know, sidling up to Scott and trying to like be his pal so that they can get away with stuff later on, he's not a stupid guy. He's going to get that. I mean, he knows that there's like a certain captain that's just following him around like a puppy trying to be his buddy. Mm. And I, I'm, he's not a dumb guy. Listen, this guy came up through the ranks of Lawrence. You want to talk about backbiting and and backstabbing? It, it, you, you want to talk about the Lawrence Police Department. This guy came up at a time when Willie Lantigua was mayor and everybody was killing each other. Like the, the, the public was killing the cops, the press was killing the cops, and the cops were killing each other. They were all, they were all, there was all kinds of infighting going on. Total, I think Roy Vast came along and that kind of smoothed things out a little bit. Um, I think Mac's going to be a good chief and I don't think he's going to be as dumb as people think he's going to be as far as like who to trust and who not to trust. Uh, what else do we have real quick? Uh, we can skip that. We can skip that. And we'll go right to, who do we have here on the line? We got Matt McLennan from Century 21, uh, McLennan Real Estate on Broadway in Methuen. You guys have other offices too, like in North Andover, right? Is he here? Should be. Maybe we're on a delay. All right. How about this? There oh, there is. he is. There so you, I am. You guys have an office in North Andover, too, I think? Uh, we used to. There's a, Right now, there's a different uh, Century 21. My friend Michelle Furman, her office is in North Andover. Oh, yes. I see her signs everywhere. But I always tell people, no, no, no. Go to Matt. She's great. Yeah. I'm better, though. That's, she's great. I agree, I, agree with, I agree with She is better looking. <laughs> she is better looking, though, I have to admit. If, if that's if that's what you're into, yeah, yes. I, I I kind of am actually. Thank you. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Matt, we were um, chatting online about a week ago about a story that came about came out about how the real estate market seems to be simmering down a little bit as far as prices are going. Um, that home prices were kind of coming down, and I thought, well, that can't be true. But if it is true, we'll get Matt on to talk about it. And if it's not true, well, we need to get Matt to talk about it. So what's, sure. go- what's going on in the real estate market like overall? And then we'll talk about the Valley. Sure. So what I am seeing, uh, prices are not coming down. Okay. The market, you can definitely feel there, there's a softening that, that is finally easing up a bit. So, you know, 2020 was crazy. 
first half of 21. Absolute crazy. Winter into the spring was the, the, the most insane market any of us have ever seen. And then we hit summer, 4th of July. You know, I, I, I felt that a seasonality kicked in where finally, you know, no one took a vacation in 2020. People embraced a bit of a summer vacation this year. And you felt it a little bit in the activity of maybe there was a slight easing up on inventory coming in and the buyer volume that's out there. So then it becomes interesting to see, all right, it, are you going to feel it July, August? What's going to happen Labor Day? Are we going to see the, you know, that fall market kick in? And you know that is happening right now. You, de- you definitely have people that sort of make a move in the summer. And you have people that say, I'm not making a move in the summer. But uh, so right now we're seeing the new inventory that's coming on. There's definitely more buyers than sellers. It's it's a str- it's still a strong sellers market, but yeah, the insanity, the insanity of fifty people lined up at an open house that is not quite as prevalent. The likelihood of getting twenty and thirty offers and those offers being fifty and seventy thousand over asking, not quite as prevalent. So. Uh, homes are still selling. Most homes are selling quick, but you are seeing a portion of the inventory come on and it may not sell in one week. And we, we lived in a market where nothing needed a price reduction for a, a solid year and a half. And you are finally seeing some homes that maybe will sit on the market two or three weeks, then they will adjust that price. So, you know, I work with a lot of sellers and through this, I always really try to analyze that market and push the envelope asking price when we're listing a home to say, if the two prior homes sold at, you know, X and Y, let's try another $15,000 asking price on top of that last number. Right now, you have to be careful with that. So uh, prices are not... Prices are not falling, but um, the the escalating. I'm sorry, I've got a lot of stuff going on with my phone. Sorry, right. I'm also in the middle of picking up my kid, Mason. Sorry, right. um, you're a very busy guy. We understand. <laughs> so you have to be more careful with setting that asking price, and I think that price maybe is in line with the homes that sold and closed two months ago, three months ago, and it's not the same as let's tack on 20, 25 grand on top of that number. Right. Uh, if, you, if you do that, you may find that you're sitting on the market you know, for the first week or two. And it's funny, a home seller, if the home doesn't sell in that first seven days, they start freaking out now. Like that never happened. Uh, that never happened. The like, oh my God, what happened? What are we going to do? Right. Prices are not falling, but I think we're easing into the normal appreciation market, 3%, 5% a year. Um, people ask me all the time, when's it going to crash? Should I wait to, to buy when it crashes? I'm pretty confident. I do not see a crash coming. Our area, we are, we're in a beautiful positioning north of the city with major highways all around. We've got good industry. This is a more and more desirable neck of the woods. And, and People are finding that now. You know, I, I tell people when the, when the multifamily is in a 
and a Somerville and a Medford and a Malden. We, you know, when those jumped to eight hundred thousand and million dollars, that seemed crazy. They didn't fall. I mean, that that just became the new norm. Right. So you know, I think you know the you know uh, the multifamily prices we see in Lawrence are are, are here to stay. You know the and uh, the big difference in this market compared to in the market crashed before um, in 2008, 2009, you could bullshit your way into a mortgage that you were not qualified for. People did that all the time. Nobody can do that now. Um, so everyone that's buying is qualified. And there are so many buyers on these properties. Nine times out of 10, the person that is, is buying these homes is usually the person that has the largest down payment. And those guys, you know, th- those are people that are super qualified in market isn't going to affect them. We're not going to see a wave of foreclosures. Matt, why like do you, we did why do you think that this area seems to be um, doing so well when it comes to the real estate market and better? Th- I mean, it's, it seems like much more stable around here than it does in other in other areas of the state and even other areas of the country. I think our geographic positioning. Um, we're in a cool spot. You know, we're we're twenty miles north of the city, twenty miles from beaches you know, 50 miles from mountains, lakes, you know, there, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. We have great schools. And I think there's, you know, I, I think there was a big millennial wave that said, you know, living in the city is a blast and living in the city got not so fun for right. two years now. Right. And I think those people are are leaving the city earlier than they thought. So you're having the Merrimack Valley people that have always been here and staying and then you, uh, you're you having the new people that are leaving the Revere Everett's Lynn. You know, when, when I list something in the Merrimack Valley, I, I do some target marketing. And I know the, the families in Revere and Everett and Lynn, I mean, what you can buy up here for 600 grand is just awesome. And they love it. And you get neighborhoods and yards and they like the schools. And so we have we have our existing you know, base buyers we've always had. And we're just doubling that by pulling uh, because of COVID new to our area. And we're still close to Boston. We're still close to two airports. There's a lot of employment around here. So that's, you know, we're, we're a hot area. We, we, we should be desirable being close to the city, but close to the beaches, close to New Hampshire. Um, all of that makes us popular and it's just boom, this, this market. Do you do you see the elections, the local elections that are going on, Haverhill, um, Lawrence, not so much Methuen because uh, the mayor and most most people in Methuen are running unopposed. But do you see the other elections having any effect at all on the real estate market, or is that just really just kind of an aside? Um, I, I think it's an aside. I, I don't think it overly changes. It does not change who's going to buy. I mean, people people will look at the available data of school rankings and things like that, but not the who's getting elected to city councils and things like that. I, I don't think that changes who's, who's choosing which towns to live in. So if I, if I own a nice house right now, let's say I own a house that's worth say 700,000. Yep. And, um, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this real estate, it keeps going up, it keeps going up. And with the changing economy, it's harder and harder for people to find a place to live, which means they're going to need more housing, which means stuff's going to keep going up, right? Yep. W- w- would I be better off to hang on to my house for a little while before selling it? Or is this the time to dump it when the prices are really high, ho- hoping that eventually it's going to go back to what we used to call normal? 
Well, it depends where you're going to go. I would, I'm someone that would not say, I would definitely not sell now and go into a rental. Rentals okay. are only becoming more and more expensive. So right. I, I, and you're throwing your money away. I wouldn't do that. Right. Uh, there's definitely some people that are cashing out here that have relocated to Florida or the Carolinas. You're hitting a home run. If, if that's something you can do, now's the time to do that. Right. Uh, but if you're going to sell high here to buy high here, well, you know, you're going to get a good interest rate. Maybe, maybe you're making some good money right now, but you're selling high to buy high. Right. Right. And, um, but it's, it's a, you know, there's a lot of great communities right now. You know, more and more you're getting some of the people that are choosing some of the Southern New Hampshire towns. Right. And you can still get something awesome for four and 500 grand in the, you know, the sand downs and Pelhams and things like that. So those are more and more popular. Are more and more people now continuing to move to, New- I know there was a big influx into New Hampshire from mass about five years ago. Is that still going on or is that, has that kind of stabilized a little bit? Still going on. Definitely yep. still going on. So, so you're getting, um, you know, I think the two steps are you're getting the people closer to the city or leaving the city to come to the Merrimack Valley. Cause maybe, maybe the jump from Lynn to Pelham is a little too much of a, of a change, but you get the, the jump from the city to the Merrimack Valley is one jump. And now you're getting, the the Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts people testing the waters into, you know, those those New Hampshire light towns like right. and Atkinson. But you know, the, they're New Hampshire, but you're right over the border. The town is filled with half people that have already, you know, left Methuen and left Andover and that, that's who's there. And you know, that's that's your first step before you get deep woods, New Hampshire, where the right. supermarket's a half hour away where us Massachusetts people can't fathom. How long do you see this? How long do you see this going on the way that it is? It, it seems like with with the instability nationally, with the economy, with gas prices, with the inflation, it, it seems like we've got some tough economic times coming. Do you do you see this continuing, even though all that negative stuff's going on? I mean, you, have, you definitely have interest rates that have been ticking up steadily the last couple of weeks. Um, that will slow it a little bit. Um, I think we've had some big jumps, jumps. I think, I think so many people have purchased homes in the last two years. You know, I, I think that that was a big number and that's just going to ease up a bit. I think we want to slip into a normalcy of again, normal appreciation, normal housing turnover numbers. Uh, I don't see prices dropping, but a, a steady normal market that we've been used to. Matt- prices are going to stay. Matt, is there anything else you want to impart on us before you go? Is there anything, uh, do you have any particular real estate listing that you'd like to push or is there anything you'd like to talk about? Uh, you know, if I was going to buy right now, um, it, it, a lot of people are always interested in getting into investment property. Um, I would be scooping up, if you want a tip from a pro, I would scoop up everything in Haber right now. Really? I think. Yep. I think Lawrence, I love Lawrence. I've always sold Lawrence. Both my parents, you know, posted yesterday, you know, two, two kids from Lawrence been together 58 years. Um, Lawrence is a crazy hot market. Still prices are really high and there's a ton of buyers for every property. Haverhill, I don't get it. Haverhill flies under the radar with half of their inventory and you can get multifamilies for 50. 
500,000 in, in Bradford. I'm talking nice neighborhoods, tree-lined streets. You know, maybe you can still walk to downtown. Maybe you can walk to the train. I think Haverhill's done a, a great job of the downtown, and I think Haverhill is a popular destination for the millennials. I, I've been saying that more and more. Definitely, the young people relocating to this area. They're choosing Haverhill. Um, it, you know, it, it's a great downtown, and it's got a train to Boston. So I would be scooping up multis in Haverhill. I would certainly, if there's an opportunity to grab something to do, I would. Lawrence is expensive. It's going to sell anyway. Um, what else? Lowell. You know, I, I, I do more in Haverhill than Lowell, but Lowell's another great city that you may be able to find something that's not insanely priced. But um, North Andover has been a North Andover took a big jump th- this year. And I'm surprised the high end of North Andover still seems to be climbing. You know, you'll, really? you'll see things come on over a million dollars that felt like those used to be 800,000 and those things are coming on and they're still selling pretty quick. So that's a nice, that's a nice little boom market. So uh, that's it. Still chugging along. Yeah. You know, we're in a different, we're definitely in a fall market right now where you'll see buyers and sellers that are there making decisions in the next 30 days to make their move in 2021. Then we'll slip into the winter and then at the winter is always an interesting market. We're always busier in December and January than would ever make sense because now we're just filled with people that have situational moves that just have to happen. Right. So I'll, I'll always have people that will still have marriages, divorces, deaths, and job relocations that chug the market along. And that's a great time to buy because the, the buyer pool is smaller. So the, the pressure valve on the buyers right now is eased up a little. You don't necessarily have to offer $50,000 over. You don't necessarily have to waive that home inspection. But in two years, I've never seen so many properties that sold fully waiving a home inspection and just going all in. So uh, I think things are easing up a bit. That does not mean, my God, the sky is falling or the market's crashing. So, All right. Well, good to know that that, that's why you're our go-to guy. We want to make sure that our viewers and the people who follow us Get the get the inside scoop. They get they get it right from the pro. They get it right from a guy like you. All right. Well, listen. Good chat with you. www.c21mclennan.com. And what's the phone number if you want to call Matt? You want to talk about buying or selling a house? Uh, my cell phone. You can always call or text nine seven eight six six zero three one three five. Call the office. Hit me on Facebook. Connect with me anywhere. Social media. All right, great. Thank you so much, Matt. Matt McLennan from Century 21, McLennan Real Estate. We love Matt. Thank you for being here. Eventually, we'll get you in the studio, too. We'll have you come in someday. Be great. Grab a cigar downstairs. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, thank you, Matt. Um, Always great having Matt on the show, Chrissy, because, you know, we, those of us who consume social media, we, we can only go by what we read, right? Mm-hmm. So the story comes up and it says, oh, my God, house prices are starting to slow down. And I thought, well, that's not good, yeah. especially with all the other stuff, inflation and everything going on. Mm-hmm. And I shot a quick note over to Matt and I said, is this true? And he said, no, not really. It is in some places, but, you know, we'll talk about it the next time I come on your show. I'm like, we've got to get you on. Yeah. So we're going to have him on last week, but I got, um, I got a last-minute booking that I'd forgotten about. And uh, so we bumped him to this week, which is good because it gave me an extra week to kind of, you know, kind of see what was going on in the market and evaluate it. And he knew he was coming on, yeah. which is great. Um, we've got five minutes left. And I do want to, there was one thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the show that I didn't. There's actually two things, but I'm only going to get to one of them. 
Um, in 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 Haverhill, there's a woman named D. O'Neill who's running for city council, and she is someone who's got a little bit of a checkered past. She was she's a former addict. She went she got herself clean, and she started herself a nonprofit to give back to the community. And her nonprofit, and I wish I remembered the name of it, and I'll, I'll type it in after the show so you guys can uh, donate if you want. What she does is she shows about 200 free meals every single day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, to the homeless and to veterans. And she was, for the last couple of years, beating her head against the wall trying to get people who were running the city of, of Haverhill to help her and to try and find a way to help the homeless and the veterans. And she was beating her head against the wall because she was getting nowhere. So she decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my name on the ballot for city council so that at least there's one city council there who can focus on homeless issues and veteran issues. Right. And the Eagle Tribune did the sleaziest thing. They do this all the time. It's, it's one of the primary reasons I started my newspaper. They ran a front page story last Sunday. That, and I, I don't remember the exact name of the, uh, I don't remember the exact headline, but it was something like, Council candidates criminal charges, and they listed, and it was like at least a twelve hundred word piece where they listed all of her arrests when she was addicted, all the things that she did when she was being bad, right? And 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 that's just so sleazy because when you read through the story, you get to like the continued part on paragraph like ninety seven. Her quotes are there saying, "Look, I had a bad past. I'm trying to give back to the community now." And see, now, if I was going to write that story, I'd be writing the story as a redemption story. I'd be writing it a, a story not, hey, look how horrible this person used to be, look what's in her past. It would be, here's someone who had problems in her past, got past it, went to rehab, got clean, and is now trying to give back to her community. Those are the kinds of people we want stepping up in our community to try and help out and to try and help run government. And instead, they ran this sleazy headline because, you know, it's salacious and it's negative. And everybody, as I said last week, we, we, we as news people tend to gravitate toward the negative. But I guess up at the trip, they, they just they don't see any of the positive at all. And, and I don't know if they just don't like her. That's usually how it works up at the trip. If they just don't like you, then, then they do this to you. Um, but I wouldn't do that to Steve Saber. Like, I wouldn't do that to any – if there was somebody out there who was – who had been addicted, who had alcohol problems, who had drug problems, and had you know been arrested for assaulting battery in a police officer or drunk driving or whatever. But then they redeemed themselves. They went to rehab. They started a nonprofit. They, they're, trying, they're out there every day. And it's every day, it's not just like they started a nonprofit and they do mailings once in a while to raise money. This is every day she goes out with her volunteers and feeds homeless people, feeds people who are hungry, feeds the veterans. I would be writing that story as a redemption story. I would, my, the headline would be local woman makes good. Yeah. And yet they had to try and do it to destroy her political career because there's still a large number of people who vote are senior citizens. And they're still in the 1960, 1970, 1980 mindset of politicians where if you got something criminal in your past, they're not going to vote for you. And, and that's too bad because I think society has kind of moved in a different direction since then. And, and I know exactly what they did. I know exactly what they did because when I was in the school board, they did it to me a number of times in Lawrence. And they're still doing it. And they, can't, they cannot figure out why up at the Eagle Tribune, why, that they keep losing money. And every time they keep losing money, they jack up the price of their paper. 
And my advice has always been to the trip, not that they're going to take my advice, which is good because I don't want them to take my advice because that helps me. I'm in the competition. But like if I was running the Tribune, I would make the paper free, charge more for advertising because you're now going to circulate more papers because they're free. And I would stop with the sleazy headlines because that might sell you some papers for a day, but you lose respect along the way too. And there's a lot of people who look at that headline and read that story the way I read that story. There's a lot of homeless advocates and veteran advocates out there who read that story the way I read that story and said, why are they kicking this lady while she's actually trying to do something good? It's one thing if you've got a scumbag politician who's running on family values and says that he's the most perfect guy in the world and you know people who have uh, criminal records shouldn't be allowed in government and then you find out that that guy punched a cop one day. Right. That's a little different than someone who had an addiction problem, got clean, and is now trying to do good. So um, the other issue that I had, I'll save for next week about the homeless in Lowell. Um, I know we're going to have our special guest on, so I may not get to it, but I'll try and do it in the first few minutes of the show. We can roll up Melvin Taylor. We're actually ending on time today, believe it or not. Whoa. Right? Uh, Get your Valley Patriot. They're on the streets. Lots of stuff about Methuen, about Lawrence, about Haverhill. I want to thank my good friend Mike Gagliotti, president of the Laborers Union Local 175. I love you, my friend. That guy is just so good to us. I I don't get it. Since 2004, when we started our first edition, that guy called me on the phone and said, how can I help? And he's been helping ever since. He buys full-page ads endorsing candidates, even though he doesn't have to. And that helps us, and that helps the candidates. And even though one of the candidates he endorsed was Kendris Vasquez, and I don't want Kendris to win, I don't care. I'll take his money. I'll run the advertisement and, and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, I want to thank our our sponsors. Now that we're listening to Mel here, pull those up again. Uh, we've got the Greater Lawrence Technical School, Pleasant Valley Landscaping with Dave Id Consoli, who may be dropping in next week. Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Happy Crab, Borelli's Deli, the best tortellini salad anywhere in the world, EIS Investigation, Marcin and Sun Construction, AFC Urgent Care, and as you saw earlier, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. Wow, right to the post. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.